Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Unsolved Mysteries Around the World. And, um, I just wanted to say, <laughs> I know I say I'll post every Friday, and I was supposed to post, supposed to post Friday, January 10th, but me being the stupid person I am, I am in high school, I go to school, I just got back from winter break, and <laughs> didn't think about it and got bombarded by schoolwork and then to relax i decided to do crossfit with my friends after school on friday and forgot about the podcast so i am posting this today but the podcast will be posted every sunday not sunday every friday i'm sorry and before we do start off with this episode i do want to say I will do more on one topic but like I said this was a little more unplanned and very unorganized of me to do this so I'm just gonna list 10 mysteries around the world and then next week I will talk about maybe more known serial killer or something like that and that like maybe such as the zodiac or the smiley face murders like just something more well known but still very much of a mystery so now that i said that i'm gonna read um 10 unsolved crimes around the world so let's get started so like i said i'll be reading the top 10 unsolved crimes around the world and I'm going to go 10 to number 1. if Because I know some people do like number 1 to 10. But I'm doing 10 to number 1. And number 10 I would say would be Tokyo. Um, the Setage family murders. And so um, this is one of the most mysterious and horrific crimes to plague Japan. I'm going to butcher this so badly. The Meazawa family of four was murdered in Setagaya, Tokyo, in December 2000. A neighbor found the family dead after the parents and daughter had been stabbed and the son strangled, all by an unknown killer. One theory is that an acquaintance murdered them to steal their money as they had just received a large government payout. The case is still open nearly 20 years later, with a reward of around 20 million yen for any information. So, that is kind of interesting to me. I want to travel around the world. I just do. And I'm very interested in um, crimes, murderers, um, just weird things like that. Like, I believe in ghosts and hauntings. I believe all of that. Like, honestly, that's my beliefs if you don't believe it. It's fine. But, like, it's just weird. And I know I'm getting off topic now, but um, next week or just later on episodes, I might talk about the mystery of like such as Lizzie Borden because yeah, she murdered her um, what was it, dad and stepmom. I do have to double check that. But um, but like there's such as like she was controlled by a dark being and maybe read that and how that's still a mystery and why she even committed the murder. Like yeah, we know who murdered them. But she's claimed that she really didn't have control over herself. And it's just still a big mystery. I just talk about most haunted places. Like, I love haunted places, like, so much. Now I know I went off topic. So let's go to number 10, which is 
no, no. Um, like I said, I can't spell. I can read. I just can't spell and pronounce words. So, number nine is Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. The men in the lead mask. Back in 1996, two deceased repairmen were discovered in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Wearing lead eye masks and dressed in suits, the men were soon dubbed the men in lead mask. There are a few clues to what might have happened left with the men, including a notebook containing messages such as swallow capsules and, um, Oh, never mind. I thought, oops, I just broke something. I'm sorry. Um, I had this wrote down in my notes in my iPad, and I just broke it. Um, okay, I got it back. Reports that despite the clues left behind in tox- toxicology report, nobody has been able to work out what happened to the men in the mask and why it happened. It remains one of Brazil's strangest mysteries. So... Number eight is a little bit more well-known, I will say. And number eight is in London, England, and it's Jack the Ripper. And um, so, obviously, the figure of Jack the Ripper has been haunting the streets of London for over a century. Following the gruesome deaths of several women in London's Whitechapel area in the late 1800s, locals became paralyzed to fear in letters supposedly written from the killer himself. The assailant was named Jack the Ripper, a title that was that has stuck for more than a hundred years. There has been numerous theories as to the identity of Jack the Ripper, including that he may have been a Polish immigrant, a doctor, or even related to the royal family. But as 2019, there is no conclusion, no conclusive evidence that tells us exactly who the killer was. So number seven is also a little bit more well-known. It is Los Angeles, USA, which is the Black Dahlia. Honestly, the Black Dahlia wasn't always known by such a captivity title. She was born Elizabeth Short and only became known as Black Dahlia after she was found murdered in Los Angeles in 1947. The title likely likely refers to her dark hair of the aspiring actress. The case of who murdered the young actress has never been solved, but police still theorize that may have been someone who circled with surgical knowledge. Considering the way her body was mutilated. There are more than 150 suspects suspects investigated by police, but the identity of the killer is still a mystery. Number six, I never heard of this until I researched it, but it's Adelaide, Australia, the Vermont children. That is not Vermont. Beaumont children. <coughs> I'm sorry. The city of Adelaide is often thought of as Australia's murder capital home to such horrendous crimes as the family murderers and the Snowtown murders. Adelaide is also the city where the three Beaumont children were last seen alive. In the most famous missing persons cases in Australian history, Jane Arna, a Grant Beaumont, took the bus to Glenelg Beach on Australia Day in 1966. They never returned home. Over the years, there have been numerous suspects and clues, including the fact that the children were last seen near the beach with a blonde man, but police still don't know what happened to them. Sadly, Nancy Bunat, the children's mother, passed away in 2019 at the age of 92, never knowing what became of Jane, Arna, and Graham. And that's kind of really sad because, like, 
she still never knew what happened to her children and that's kind of really upsetting well not kind of it's really upsetting like knowing that like your children went missing and it's still been unsolved and then you die and still know it's never been solved yet it's really upsetting and like that will like oh that would make me like cry honestly if that was if I was the mother but I because I'm the oldest I'll like how many of us there's four of us and I'm the oldest so I have three younger siblings I learned I don't want children but my mind might change later on but like still it's really sad to know like your three children went missing and was seen with a blonde haired man yet you can't it's been unsolved and probably be unsolved for much longer so number five is oh, um, Nuremberg Germany I probably spelled, said that wrong spelled it wrong I probably did too but I don't know and this is Casper Hoyser. The legend of Caspar Heusberg remains one of the most fascinating stories to grip Nuremberg. Caspar arrived in Nuremberg, holding a letter claiming that he had no parents, but had been raised by an unknown person. The author of the letter claimed that if he traveled with Caspar to Nuremberg, it would have cost him his neck. At 16, Caspar had the motor skills of a toddler, could hardly speak, and would only eat bread. He had never seen his reflection in a mirror and didn't know how the fire looked like. And did not know what fire looked like. Eventually, Casper learned to talk and revealed that he was brought up in a prison cell. He was fatally stabbed by a stranger who lured him him to a park and the truth behind his life and death has never been discovered. And that's really weird. And like, if you search it, there's probably more cases similar to that. And like, but like, that's still weird. Like, he had no parents, but was raised by an unknown person. He had a letter claiming that, like, if this guy traveled with Casper, he would be, like, it would cost him a snack. And then, like, um, just, like, his motor skills and not be, like, not be able to talk. He never seen what he looked like. And um, he didn't even know what fire was. He probably knew what fire was, but didn't know what it looked like. Like, it's weird. Number four is in Toronto, Canada, which is... Like I said, it's hard to speak. Um, let's see. It is <laughs> Ambrose Small. Ambrose Small was an entertainment tycoon who just dis- disappeared from Toronto, Canada. <laughs> Why did I read it like that? In 1919, he wasn't a particularly loved member of the community, making it difficult for police to pinpoint exactly who was responsible for his disappearance. He was known as a gambler, and though he was married, he was also a womanizer. This led to his wife, Teresa, becoming a suspect. Teresa did not report that Ambrose was missing, claiming she had fear of scandal. There were soon stories that he'd been kidnapped by a gang in New York and that he ran away and that he ran away to Boston, but none of these were proven true. And that's all I wrote. I could have searched for and I didn't. I'm so stupid sometimes. So, um, yeah, so that was number four. It was really poor. I'm sorry, guys. But, um, oh no, I'm caught up in cords. So, <laughs> number three is, oh no, what was it? 
wasn't um I'm not gonna pronounce this right. Rhonda and this is a um Diane Fossey or Diane maybe, I don't know. American primatologist Diane Fossey was carrying out her work in Rwanda. I'm gonna say Wanda. Where she was murdered in December of 1985. Her body was found in her cabin having been bulging and slashed with a machete. The cabin was completely ransacked, but valuables, valuables, no, it's valuables, had not been taken, leading investigators to believe that the motive was not theft. Fossey's killers have not been caught, though many speculate that she was murdered by guerrilla poachers. Her entire staff was arrested after her death, but all were eventually released except for a tracker who had pre previously tried to murder Fossey. That's a little scary. <laughs> so, <clears throat> oh no. Look, okay. Number two is in, oh, I can't pronounce these. Cheveline, France. That, and this is the Al-Hili Al family murders. So the Al-Hili family murders took place in Chevelin, France on September 5th, 2012. Mm, I hate these names. Saad Al-Hili, an Iraqi-born British citizen, was shot along with his wife. Sorry. Iqbal and her mother-in-law, Shahila Al-Alaf, French cyclist, Sylvian Muller, <coughs> Sorry. Well, was also found dead with the family near Lake Annecy. Police suspect that Said Al-Hili, Sad's brother, committed a murder since the two brothers were in dispute over a money issue. Other suspects were also named, including high-profile murderers and ex-soldiers, but the mystery remained unsolved. Okay. Let's hope I can pronounce words. Okay. And number one is Stockholm, was in Stockholm, Sweden, the Atlas Vampire. <sighs> in one of the most notorious cases to ever take place in Stockholm, a 30-year-old working woman named Lily Linderstrom was, Linderstrom was found dead in her apartment in 1932. What made this case particularly unusual was that after killing her, the murderer drank Lily's blood. At the time where was a lack of forensic technology available to investigators were not able to link the crime back to definite suspects. Although they did not interrogate a list of suspects, they had never found enough evidence to charge anybody with Lily's murder. And that's also what I wrote for that one. And that's still a big mystery saying there was a murder and somebody drank her blood so they just claimed it was a vampire. And um, I'm sorry this is kind of a really short episode. Like I said, this was really unplanned and very unorganized of me. So I will do better next week. <laughs> I'm definitely going to make time to actually do research and make sure I do record an episode. And I do, I, I do, sorry. I'm very sorry that this episode does suck. I will make a new episode next week and on time and on time. So I hope you did enjoy this episode and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. -bye.